check one check two this is it welcome to the cannabis coffee hour with your host me rob cantrell coming back again with my good friend hilarious comedian right here in brooklyn new york too cool to do this again uh weekenders part two uh please give it up for my guest my homie my good friend rufat agav everybody hello hello rufat how you doing you're back my man i'm back there's no other place i'd rather be I, i mean i always chill with you when we i see you out at comedy shows shout out to your show at scorpion records uh, one of the sickest Tuesdays around. It's literally in an old record store that sells like Grateful Dead vinyl and tie-dyed. It's a deadhead bar. It's a deadhead bar, which is wild in Queens. And before that, it was uh, uh, like a Yugoslavian mob hangout. Ooh, that's nice. what they say it was. Some Yugos. Yeah, some. You don't even hear a lot about the Yugos. I know that was a car in the '80s. Yugoslavia came out with a bomb-ass car, and uh-huh. ever it was like an '80s punchline. But I mean, if you pulled up with a Yugo right now, mm-hmm. that would look cool. The hoes will come flocking. <laughs> yeah, the hoes. You put some bass in the back. You hook it up with some, I don't know what the new speakers are right now for uh, cars. AirPods. <laughs> some AirPods. AirPods are the new speakers. People don't bump systems in really. their cars as much. And you come from Miami, or you no. come from Florida. St. Pete, yeah. St. Pete. But I, I, after their interview of the last episode, mm-hmm. Weekenders Part 1, this is Weekenders Part 2, I was like, dude, I didn't talk to him about oh, you Christian get rap or hip hop. Florida and is it good or is it like coming up from when I came up mm-hmm. I, I you know I I was born in 72 everybody I mean wow. it, in terms of like hip-hop turning 50 I literally grew up with it my mm-hmm. first hip-hop show was the Fresh Fest Houdini Run DMC on their second album and the Fat Boys wow. was the lineup my first concert well, I don't think it was my first rap concert. It might have been, but my first like big rap concert up in Smoke Tour. That was Dr. Dre when he released uh, The Chronic 2001. Oh, so shit. It was, it, was, it, was, it was Dre, Snoop, Eminem, Alex Thomas was the host. You remember Alex Thomas? He was from Rap City on mm-hmm. BET. He had, and he was a stand-up comedian. He, yeah. He, I think I may have done shows with him in D.C. He yeah. was from D.C. Yeah, he was He was the host. Shaq was there. This was in oh, Tampa. Shit. This is when, so like my, my mom and my dad were divorced. My dad moved to St. Pete. My mom was in Erie. I went to go spend the summer not knowing that I would continue living with my dad afterward. But this was his attempt to really like show that he loved me. Yeah, and um, he got me the Up and Smoke tour tickets. He got me wrestle uh, like a not not WrestleMania, but like wrestling tickets at like WWE. So I saw a the big Rock. show. Yeah, I saw the Rock. Oh, so I was shit. like, Prime oh, Rock. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, this is the way my life is gonna be. And then literally, he just stopped being an active father after like I, we had no air conditioning in the house in Florida. I mean, I mean this isn't for me to come and shit on my dad, but you know what I'm saying? I want you to be he open. Blew, he blew his load very early on in my life. And it was like right in, right in that seventh grade to eighth grade area. And then after that, it was just like, I was out 
with the wolves. Yeah, but that's a good load. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean that's I'd a rather, good. I'd that's a good consistency ticket. Consistency up until I was eighteen. Right. Right. You no, know? dads are tricky. Uh, dads are tricky, and you know, dads are tricky. And I know you're a dad. Yeah, I don't like to talk about it too much. I, you know, because I'm about to smoke some weed on this podcast. But, but I, I will say that my dad died when I was ten, and he was very strict. Like I mm. had like literally yes sir, no sir. You know, dude was from the South, uh, was an Air Force captain, played, uh, uh, played well, had a full-ride scholarship at Virginia Tech to play basketball in the mm-hmm. 1950s. Smooth but hard, don't fuck around, scary 70s dad. And it was a, very intense. And then when he passed, you know, of course, I was sad. But I also, w- there was a, a lot of freedom. There was a lot mm-hmm. of weird... Like I just didn't have that over influence. Like I didn't have, I I could actually kind of expand and be myself in more of a natural way. And I think hip hop was the thing that, you know, I started popping and locking. I was like, I don't need a dad. I was just sad. (laughs) And I was just dancing to Egyptian lover in the basement by myself for hours. Dude, I mean, yeah. Before drugs. Uh, Hip hop got me through a lot of rough areas in my childhood. But uh, yeah, going back to dad, I don't want to talk about my shit too much. You were you were no, opening I was, up. I was just gonna say that um, I was gonna say that I have a theory about dads, and that that's all dads are the enemy. <laughs> whether whether you're a good dad, whether you're a bad dad, you are the enemy. Because if you're an overly good dad, then now you've provided me structure, you've provided me discipline, and you've zapped any and all cool out of my body. Right. Right. But then if you're like a, 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 a you know, like a fuck up dad, then you've you've now you've given you've birthed me with cool. But n- but then I have all this trauma that I have to deal with, all this sadness, you know. But that can make you a great artist. But, it is, <laughs> but, but as we know, as we know, as we know, being a great artist, it's it's nice. You know, it's nice for the adulation on the outside. But man, internally, it's. It is a shit show, <laughs> you know, and being a great artist is not the funnest roller coaster to ever be on. No, you know, no, a life into art. And I and I always said this with stand up like I, I, I cut out my first like open mics. I went and saw, you know, I saw some great comics early on. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I saw Cosby. I saw Cosby in an arena during the Cosby show. That was like one of my first shows. But then I also saw this SNL guy and he did Sniglets. He was like this obscure SNL guy that I paid to go watch mm-hmm. like in middle school. I was so into it. But then I got into going out and drinking and, I, and comedy kind of died out during the 90s and I just went full on hip hop. Yeah. Um, but I guess, what was I talking about? It was just how dads are the enemies. Oh, dads are the enemies. <laughs> or or the, being an artist. Uh, yeah. being an ar- like, I always knew how hard comedy was. And mm-hmm. then when I jumped in, guess what? It was easy. It was 10 times harder than I thought. <laughs> it was easy. You know, I always say with comedy, and I think it's a lot like comedy is like stand-up wise is like the hardest and easiest thing in the world. Like you just go up there and talk. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, that is so hard and complicated. When you first do it, I remember first doing stand-up and being like, there's a trippy moment where you're like, oh, I'm not really in real time. Like, there's like this, 
There's a lag. There's a lag, and you're trying, and your brain's moving, but it's not coming out your mouth, and you're trying to figure out the audience. So there's this like, and that's when I saw the light that I, I was like, oh, I can figure this game out. Like I can get to this point. Yeah. Uh, but it's also, you know, I did get last comic standing in my th first three years. I went right on to television before everybody. So uh -huh. there was like, but in a way, it was. I went so high that I had to. It, like I don't know. Good luck is in bad luck. Bad luck is in good luck. I love uh, Lao Tzu. If you ever get the oh. book of the way, Lao Tzu. Dude, I'm I'm so big into the Tao. Come the on. Dao, it, the, the Dao, Dao is, is what, what it's it all is. about. The, the Dao, Dao is, is what, what it is about. about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It it is it is a a beautiful 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 book. It is I would say like if I had to be anything, I'd I'd probably say I was a Taoist. Yeah, but even saying that, you're not a Taoist. Exactly. That's, that's the, the beautiful thing. That's the beautiful thing. It's yeah. the, the naming of the thing is actually, I mean, in all, like the naming of things is. The labels. Yeah. Is the labels is beginning of the suffering is what they say. Now, mm. having your mom and your dad and your friends and he's this and I'm this and we're this is good. But the attachment is how we all get tangled up in the drama and the love and the blah, blah, and the war and the hate and the Dude. death and the, and the art. I'm trying to tell you, I, 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 I don't know if we want to get into this right now, but maybe we'll enjoy some, some coffee and some, uh, some, what's it called? Some weed, but yeah, we got some, man, that's I, the I, name I, of the podcast. I, I, I really dealt with a, everything that you just said. I, I, I really like, that was like the pinnacle and just like the main points of my mushroom trip that I like I needed I needed some solace in my life. I needed I needed to be able to like really cry. I haven't I have not been able to cry in a while and No, I've and been like, there. And like I, I really needed something to kinda like hold me down and just like force me. But here's what I realized is before I even did that I had been spending like countless hours like listening to these lectures by this um, cognitive psychologist. And man, he really opened me up. He really opened me up. Cause he's like, he's, you know, it's all about like your, your, the way that you frame things, the way that you look at things. You, like a lot of us hold beliefs and concepts because of our culture yeah. that affect like our shame, our guilt, our outlook on our success and our where we're at in life. And like when you hear somebody talk about it, about why we as a culture, where we are in our frames and modes of thinking, you're just like, holy shit, I didn't know I was carrying so much baggage that the world gave me. Yeah, and that's so, heavy. I, I've I've had to like, you know, I think the main my, my main theme of when I was when I was tripping was as artists and it's just as a person, especially a person that's so in their head, you have to practice on a daily zooming out and feeling what others might feel and really having like a compassion and like a like a, an, an understanding, because what'll happen is like, if you're living in your head this whole time, you'll start to cut people off, you'll forget to communicate, you'll, you'll like lose this sense of like, love that you give out to others, and then you're so defensive because you know you've been hurt, you know you've gone through so much bullshit, that you forget to realize, motherfuckers got their own stories as well. They've been, They've dealt with deaths and accidents and 
all that bullshit and you know because it's like you're it's main character bullshit yeah it's life man it is uh and and when you, you get in your head that's what i love about meditating is uh getting out of my head and i think mushrooms is that i think uh the taoism is like just learning to be yourself and if you truly are yourself you know that you're a dying organism and then that leads to compassion like if you're really being real you're like none of this drama is going to even be drama in 20 years yeah. you know it's like even all of this but it's still there i don't want to go you know i have a tendency to go so far out that i don't deal with reality some people say uh, but at the same time, it works for me. <laughs> and that's the Taoism is like, you kind of just do what works for you. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're right. The, you, the, the, the understanding that everybody's going on some trip, you know, and understanding that, you know, if you ever get mad at somebody or get into an argument lately i'm learning just to walk out of the room and it's been a powerful move or even dodge the motherfuckers that's uh instead of that that combative like oh i gotta fucking set everybody straight which you, you do mm -hmm. sometimes yeah, in life um, but at the same time if you're ornery or edgy you don't have to put that on anybody else like that's kind of a bummer to bring that vibe to pe other people and, and and i think that like you know, I was uh, I, w I was in a relationship and and I and I had to like, yeah, I was like going I was going through a lot, and I you know I was bring I was bringing that vibe I was bringing a, an an angry an angry vibe and yeah. and it's because, you know, I I wasn't taking the time to really zoom out. I had I had the Tao, I had the meditation, I had all that stuff. I I was listening to to Alan Watts or whatever and and all of that, but I wasn't really putting it into completely into practice as well as I should have. And and um It's hard with Instagram. Be because because you, because <laughs> you know you know what it is? What is it? It's because as a former Christian, right? And this is before I started listening to this guy. As a former Christian, you want to distance yourself from like Christianity so much or whatever, but we forget like the root tenets of, you know, not even root, but the the main thing is just like love, and I and I, I feel like I don't hear enough atheists, you know, talk about that. They're so caught up in fucking debating rationality and logic and and making everything like as real as possible to where they forget like it starts with love. Yeah, and, and like you know, in the Bible they call it what, like agape. Yeah, you know that sacrificial love, and and so yeah, man, I was. And like, that's the only thing that transcends, as I see it, is like the love because life is life and death is death, and you can't have one without the other. That's the thing that I've been tripping out on. Is like you have to accept your death and you have to accept your life like as total, mm -hmm. and then you can kind of lose yourself. That's kind of that moment where you can kind of not be so trapped in in your head mm -hmm. where there's like there's this like slippery it's not even slippery it's so basic and that's what i think you know christianity was so basic and so simple that it can appeal to the you know the most unintellectual person but also the most intellectual person mm -hmm. but the only problem when you start naming things you start sectioning people off and when you start sectioning people off you start going into right and wrong and you know that's everybody's on their own trip you know mm -hmm. so your right 
might be my wrong or your wrong might be my wrong. Like everybody, because I smoke weed, I don't think everybody should smoke weed. I don't nope. think, I, don't smoke weed until you're like 25. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I don't think everybody should, uh, don't do what I do, but it, this is what works for me and the trauma that I've worked with and the stuff that I've let go. And, you know, the, coffee and weed is kind of the thing that does work for me mm-hmm. for right now. And as I see it, I'm just trying to not overdo it. You got some great homegrown here from uh, your friend over at Scorpion Records. We yeah, won't blow some ra- some Don't say it's random. You say you know him. But nah. I did smell it. I don't, it was know, home. I don't know. Don't be saying that on Why? the podcast. Why? Because I'm trying to do more of a healthy environment, like know where your pot comes from. Oh, no, no, I agree. I agree. I'm I, not trying to be edgy. Yo, buy your weed anywhere. Nah, smoke nah, nah. it in front I, of a cop no, at no, a church. I, I agree. I agree. Um, I'm not saying that either, but I, for one, know that, like, it was grown in, like, in nature, the right way. I think, like, this is from Vermont. There's a guy that comes through there. I smelt it. It smells like grass. That's when you can tell yeah, when it's homegrown. Yeah. This but. is, and, and there's a guy that comes there. I think he grows in Maine. He brings, like, he brings weed over there, too. So, like, yeah, I mean, you just got, you got deadheads over there. You got hippies, man. You got hippies and deadheads. And, and, uh. Yeah, it's a beautiful environment to be in. Yeah, the thing about you you went so hard into Christianity and that's the thing about I you know, I dig, you know, I love I'm more of a hippy dippy peace love hippie hip hop, you know, uh, you know, Christian in my heart, mm-hmm. so to speak. But that's but even saying that word kind of like because I do feel for the Jewish faith, I do feel for everybody. And I do think when I strip away all these words and all this stuff, when I go back to nature, you know, we really are just a part of one whole thing. That's what I was trying to think about life and death. Like instead of thinking you me, 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 it's, it's actually all. And yeah. it's always happening and it's always going on. Yeah, there's a, the, the thing that I was is listening to, it's called like, uh, it's basically like lectures, like like lectures, and it's a, a awakening from the meaning crisis. And you know, there is a meaning crisis. We are all like freaked out about our place in the world. Yeah, what's what does it all mean, or what it's all about? And I don't think that's the picture. I think the picture is to live it as big and and fruitful and you know funny and funky as possible. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, it kind of reverberates back. Life loves it when you love it. Or like, I mean, shit goes down. Shit, shit, shit always goes yeah, down. Shit definitely goes down. But so, like, sometimes there's good luck and bad luck, and sometimes there's bad luck and good luck, you know? I've seen people blow up and get super famous and go crazy and lose every, you know? I've seen yeah. it all, you know? But I've also seen, like, the most, you know, humblest people in the world, you know, be more authentic or you know uh, maybe the poorest people in the world be more authentic than anybody i've ever seen and have more of a human touch and have more of a human vibe i don't know it it's weird to live in a capitalist environment where you're like i gotta get as much money i gotta protect i gotta blow up i gotta you know and at the same time i really just want to go lay in the grass and listen to worms (laughs) and write poetry i mean yeah that's Uh, that's like that's that's like the the thing that i love about like kind of like where I'm headed like if if you do things a certain way you're gonna figure out how the world like reacts to them or like 
and I think I am in that place where I'm just like, I want that, I want that chillness. I want, you know, simpleness. And, 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 and I think even when like great things happen, um, you know, or like things that are like, this is really going to push the needle forward. I always have to remind myself, like, there's an emptiness in the fullness. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a, and, and that's like one of the most beautiful things that I love about the Tao is like, it talks about how like a room is made up mostly of emptiness. Yeah. You know? So, so it's like, we, we, we tend to like get so excited about these, about these times in our lives where like, oh, I worked so hard to get to here. And then we get there and we realize, hey man, this isn't going to sustain you as a human being and it's not going to make you better. It's just a thing that you accomplished. But I will say after I cried for a long, long time yeah, while I was under the tree at the Arboretum that I pissed on, that I threw up on. Oh shit. You know, you took a heroic dose. Yeah. 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 I, Solo uh, mission. Yes. Solo mission yes. by a tree. In nature. Under a tree, yeah. That Art, is hardcore. Yeah. I would have, uh, I would have, I, I like the solo mission myself. I would have got a yoga pad in a small room, but I respect going into nature and being outside. Yeah, I, I went, I went into nature. I sat underneath the tree. Oh, you did it like the Buddha. Yeah, man. And I, I fucking, I, there was a time where I just started to like cry and really like. Did you have a little mat? No, man. You I just was, sat on the ground? I was on the ground, yo, and that grass was so soft. Yeah, was it a good day? Oh, it was a great day, man. Oh. It was a great day. There was trees everywhere. Like I'll show you, uh, you know. No, no, but I'm I'm painting the picture because I'm I'm digging the vibe. Okay, I'm, you're I'm, you're I'm going hard in the paint. Developed. I'm getting the pictures developed. There's a whole roll where I just took nothing but like nature pictures. There's 36 nature pictures, but like yeah. On the Instamatic. On my on my yeah on my Canon film camera on the film yeah, camera film, yeah. yeah 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 people are going back to film I am I've been on film I know you've been on film but I'm seeing it more in the streets yeah, I'm seeing yeah. more kids fucking with it the instamatic joy it keeps it simple it, it like it's it's very like it's there's something zen about it you don't see what you took you'll find out oh uh, there's something mystery yeah, yeah the mystery you as uh, Turnstile said wait, the mystery know? uh yeah you wait mm -hmm. and uh, patience. And fortitude is the key. Is uh, it's an old Harlem uh, 1930s jazz song. If you want to check it out, called Patience and Fortitude. Mm. It's sick. Uh, what, I, what I was gonna say though, like the first time I had cried it's like yes. for a long time. It's for a long time. It's about some emotional, relational stuff, you know. And then I thought it that was will a, do it. Then I thought it was all done. I thought it was all done. Yeah. Right. And I was like, Yo, I'm kind. I'm. I'm good. And then out of nowhere. Dog, I just started crying again, and I was like, "Be proud of yourself," because I don't like I. I'm prideful, but like, maybe it's because I've been let down so much, or like, yeah, yeah, maybe it's because I've been let down so much. Nah. I try not to get my 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 therapist back when I was going to therapy regularly. My therapist was like, "Why aren't you ever excited about anything?" And I, I never really understood that. But then, like, I was sitting down, and I had like already filmed the thing in L.A. And you know, like, people were like, "Yo, this is good." But like, I was sitting down there, and I realized, like, "Yo, be proud of yourself." And I just started like weeping again. I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" It's like, "Be proud of yourself, dude." Like, the people, you should be. the people that are dope. Like the dopest people around in the thing that you do know who you are, respect you, have told you great things. Like, 
and even people that aren't the the dope, just regular people, because their their opinions count too, just as much as your you know legends that you look up to. But it's just like, dude, wow, be proud. Oh, you should be Have very some proud. Pride. No, I was thinking you know? about you, dude. Uh, you started in New York. And I you started, started in New York, which is the dumb. It's not a smart no, idea. No, it's not <laughs> smart at all. I God. tried to move here like three different times, dude. This town is so fucking brutal. But I was already living here. That's the thing. This was and my. And you already did hip hop, so I I kind of get it. Like how you did, you understood it. Like it didn't break you because you kind of already did. Hip- you kind of understood the art hustle. Mm-hmm. You no. know, and that's what the the stand up game is: the art hustle. Dude, I had grown. As a rapper, I had grown in my craft to a way where I was able to internalize it. I had been able to, my body had taken on the beats, on the things that I knew how to do, and I knew how to get into, like, that's why that Rick Rubin book, I fucking, I absorbed it like a fucking spot, like, I got it. Like, he, he, he could release that book in, in an eye blink to me. He could just blink at me and I'm like, I get it. Yeah. Because like I had did rap and I had like grown in my craft to the point where like I stopped writing. Yeah. Right? My writing was I would just get up in front of a the, the computer, da 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 da. I'd mumble something out. I'd put the words together and like the shit was just like it was there. I had started flowing in that. And like right when I quit. I was already at like a point where I was like, oh, I've like put my 10,000 hours in. Yeah, you so, knew how to make a rap tune. So I knew, I knew with comp, it, it, there's a difference. Anybody can make like a rap tune, but there's a thing about like when you it, learn. It's harder than you think. I've done it and it was a weird learning thing. Like it felt like training wheels to me that I was like, oh, you got to be on beat. You got to take it serious to but, produce a song. But there's a thing in any craft where like you learn, like you've internalized the rhythms. Yeah, and and now you can do it not at the drop of a hat. You st- you know you're still gonna work through new material. Yeah, but like the shit is in you. You know now you the, the shit just comes out of you without you even like knowing it. Yeah, and 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 I was like, if I like when I first started out, I was like, if I can just get there, if I can get to a place where it's like I don't have to read the basics of comedy writing, yeah. you know, just to like and bomb at the worst open mic ever. Yeah. And, and Rule, do, yeah. Rules of three. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I, I, if when you have that shit internalized, boom, 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 you're already like, you know, now I can tell the story I really wanted to tell, not the one that I am. S- my skill level is good enough to tell. Yeah. You know, that's like the, 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 the thing that sucks is like, Oh, I want to like embark on these complex things, but it's like, I don't have, the tool set to really make it funny right now. I know. I know. No, my first act was so weird and out there. And I would bomb. I was, I got a reputation in San Francisco. I would bomb so hard and I was so weird. And, uh, but I was funny and it was uh-huh. really funny. And I look and, but I kind of conformed to the game. And then I look at the material and I was like, oh, this kid's fucking bugged out and really funny, man. I just didn't know how to pull it off. I think, I didn't know. I was like, I was kind of acting out being a comedian and like all the stuff that goes on in your head. And I would have a meltdown on stage. I would do the whole like, I would crawl out in the audience and I then I would come back on stage. I used to sing Shania Twain songs. <laughs> and uh, and I w- yeah, always had some hip hop jokes. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I love doing stand up, but I l- always loved hip hop too. And it did trip me out that you did that. 
But to double back, we didn't finish. I mean, the cry is so heavy. What I wanted to pick up. Okay, so you cried at the mushroom tree, and then you cried the at the com <laughs> at the comedy set. Was those two different cries, or were there two different cries at the mushroom tree? Two different cries at the mushroom tree. Oh, dude, that's heavy. Yeah. So because, you went down. One, so you one, so you went down. Uh, you went down the river once, <laughs> so, and then and then the well, river came back to give you another so, ride. So, so what happened was what happened was I went to our, the arboretum. There's a ton of different paths there, right? Cool. It's so beautiful. It has all types of trees. It is the most amazing place I've ever been in my life. I need some so kombucha for I, this. I, I I popped two big. I mean, I could show you how these things look. No, oh, I know okay. you're no, no, a no. snob. You got some really fresh, no, no, no. good mushrooms. Here's, you hear and the, you took two big here, caps. You want to hear the crazy thing? What? I did Skankfest in Las Vegas, right? Right. I was at, I was at a, a, a what's it called? Like I was at uh, some like the comedy dance, the goddamn comedy jam or whatever. Like, you know, when the comedians perform with the one guy who does the songs and whatever. Yeah. So I was in Las, this is like a year and a half ago. You right, know, right. A year and a half ago. And, 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 and I'm looking around and I'm, I'm filled with a bunch of places. I see this weird dude and this girl. They're walking around talking to people. And I look at the dude. I'm like, yo, you know, we're like, is this these mushrooms? And he's like, I don't know. Then he doubled back to me. And he's like, he gave me the small pack that I still, still have one more big, big mushroom in there. He gave me this. He's like, be careful. These are not like regular mushrooms. Don't weigh them out like regular mushrooms because they're way more powerful than that. This little bit, like... Don't even take half, like, really play your cards right with this. I took them that night. Like, I took the smallest little little bit from them. And I remember Blair Sochi was, we were there. And she was like, Shout yo. out, Blair. She was like, yo, you're like laughing. <laughs> this is so good to see. You're like, you're, you're, you're happy. And I was like, yeah. And then, like, you know, I've still had them. And I've, you know, taken them here and there. But, like, the, I, I re it's, it's crazy how, like, you think about like, oh, I'm going to Skankfest to perform comedy and be around these weirdos, but then like, I'm, you never think like, I'm gonna get something there that I'm gonna need a year and a half to really process some shit and <laughs> cry. Yeah, man. At Skankfest out of all places. <laughs> you know, but yeah, no, I walked into the fucking Arboretum, dog. I took, I, I took two. And it was just like a long, it, it really takes a long time for them to hit me. Every time I do it, it takes a long time for them to hit me. And then I just start going. <laughs> I'm just walking down this path. And I know that people are like, yo, what the fuck is going on with this dude? But I'm just like gagging, gagging, gagging. Then I'm feeling like it's starting to fucking, and I find this tree, like it's the most beautiful fucking tree. And I'm just like, dude, I need to like lay here. Cause I'm, it's, it's, it's happening. And I, I throw up again, and I throw up again. Um, yeah, and then I just, the first time I just like, I just really started to cry and let it all out and really feel how people in my life that I have hurt, like, like you, you know, I mean, just or when relationships went sour, and I just like, man, I feel for them, and, and I, I love them, and if only I could have, like, seen it from their side a little bit. I, it, maybe we still might have like, yeah, we it, it, things would have still maybe severed, but at least it would have been a cleaner break or something like that. But uh -oh. but like, but yeah, so like, and then I, th that was like more emotional. It was like mom stuff, dad stuff, all of that, just emotional stuff. 
And then I thought it was over. I was like, yo, you know what? I'm feeling better. I'm just going to sit around. I'm going to chill. And then out of nowhere was the second one. And that was just about like, be happy. Be happy. And I started texting some people that That's dope. that are comedians. And I, and I was like, you know, I text them. And I was like, hey, man, I just want to let you know, like, our mutual dead friend would be so happy. Yeah. He'd be so happy of you. Like, what you're accomplishing, he'd be so happy. And I had to hit up, like, one of one of the OGs and be like, yo, you you helped me out when I was doing a thing and you were, can I, maybe I, I'll say who, I'll say who, I hit up, I had a, the taping in LA, I hit up Roy Wood before the taping and I was like. Yeah, Roy's cool. I was like, I asked him for advice. Hey, I really want to be better at taped stuff. I want to be solid. Yeah. I be. He's, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I want to put it down on wax correctly. Okay. And he gave me, he like, dude, he even told me like when to do it. Cause I gave him date options. I was like, I have June, I have August, I have October. He's like, do August. He like really coached me through this. And then next week I look, this motherfucker's on TV doing a White House correspondence dinner. And I'm <laughs> like, bro, this dude took the time out to give me advice about my bullshit. He's speaking to the most baddest evil empire on <laughs> earth. <laughs> and how crazy is that? And I was like, dude. I know it probably freaked him out, and, I, and and he didn't answer back until like 6.30 a.m. the next morning, Cause, and I was like, oh, man, maybe I shouldn't be like texting folks when I'm tripping yeah, on yeah, 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 totally. I even had a homie that I went to high school with, like my best friend in high school. We hadn't spoken for a long while. We kind of got out of touch. I had hit him, told him I loved him, and thank you. His family took me in when I had nothing, like they would feed me, and da-da-da-da. And he was like, are you on shrooms? I'm like... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I ha I was on one, man. I'm glad you got to that space, and you should be uh, proud of yourself. And uh, a good cry is good, man. Uh, the thing that trips me out about crying is that you can't control it, mm. and uh, and it comes out of nowhere. It's not really you, but it's really you. Like that's the natural shit, man. I loved it. Yeah, it's cleansing. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is, man. I'm so I'm so. Sometimes it's just confusing and you don't know how it's going to ever come out. But yeah, it's 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 wild, man. I, I, I was, you know, I don't know if you've researched it, but about like the, you know, like they they help you with like certain traumas and they help people with certain things. And even now, like I'm not saying that I'm like I'm not fixed or I'm not like what I'm like. That's not what I'm trying to get at. But I feel like. Like even now, like I'll watch like a documentary or like a like I love my sports documentaries, dude. I'll, yeah. be, I'll laugh at stuff. I was, it's so sad. I was in a place in my life where like I wasn't really laughing at things. I wasn't really like, you know, I was making people laugh. I was writing these like witty jokes and killing or whatever <laughs> whatever they think that i might have killed i might have not whatever but like you know no no you I mean, yeah you do it but yeah and, and, there's and, something and that, that you I'm build not, a callus and i'm not stand up hair. made you bitter yeah Con, that's the thing that's myself. whack about stand up it can make you mean but life can do that too i know and i think i think it was i think <laughs> you, it was can, like, you can blame stand up but I, I, at the end of the day everybody's fucking going through going through some shit I don't even think it was stand-up, really. I mean, it was partly, but it was like stand-up and just like, I work, man. I'm like, I'm a working mother. Everybody in my life has always been like, yo, you like, need to relax. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I think I need to relax. Like, I need to relax, like, 
up here and then like with my body you know yeah 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 the pandemic gave me a lot of like much needed relax after going so hard in the paint like after a while it's just mentally you know doing stand up and, and living in new york and life in general man after so many yeah you just gotta i've i've learned to kind of duck and weave like sometimes it's good to duck out and less is more you know i didn't i didn't even feel the pandemic dog you just kept it moving dog i was doing moves all pandemic yeah you told me about i was this. doing nothing but moving jobs all pandemic to where we got out of the pandemic and people are like, oh it's nice to be back i've been out here dog <laughs> like i'm like i i did not feel the the effects of pandemic yeah because i was like getting these fake motherfuckers out of the city <laughs> go to rye new york enjoy westchester and tip me well while you while you flee <laughs> uh yeah that's a that's a hard gig man uh were you smoking hella weed during moving Nah, no i was just i would be i was living with a woman things were on the rocks so i was just like going to work that's work, hard working hard coming back figuring it out dealing with drama yeah but, you know but now you you know you're out here <laughs> i'm yeah i am i am out here did you just go out to la yeah uh when was that started august august literally august 1st i ended up in la and i, I like it. how'd you like it yeah i like it yeah, LA's cool, man. You know, I, like I started it. in California. Dog. I don't have any. I got mad love. LA doesn't. I mean, I can't say LA knows me, but uh, I got mad love for California. Like, uh, I got mad love for all my San Francisco friends, and I still got all. A lot of them are living in LA now. I lived in LA for like a year and a half. Uh, that weather's dope. The uh, scene isn't the same. I get it. Like, people always complain about not doing as many spots. However, it's a little bit more adult. If I lived out there. I would just like compile the illest crew of like three to four people. We do comedy. We'd go hiking. We'd hit the beach. Yep. That's I think that's the thing that people need in LA. Yeah. And and I think sometimes when people talk about LA, now mind you, I'm acting like I have LA figured out. Only been there like fucking. Yeah, and moving around days. that town yeah. is really hard. Well, so yeah, picking your spot. Your yeah, you kind of stuck to your car yeah. or whatever you're staying. But I so, would, I would, I would do some commune shit out there, like oh, you yeah. know what I mean, like rent, like rent an apartment, like or me and my boys or whatever, my crew of people, yeah, would rent an apartment in like the same building and just like, I feel like in in LA, like you need community, and and, and because it's it's a hard to get around, b very vapid, and. You know, like a lot of plastic surgery or whatever, a lot of like looks, beauty, glitter, glam. Dude, ego to the max. Yeah. The town runs on ego. Let's stop playing around. It's show business, baby. Yeah, but it, if you're if you're if you're a real one, I think like there's ways to navigate. It. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. The, some of the smartest, uh, most uh, artistic motherfuckers are out there. So the art is for real, and people are making movies and like writing movies and doing like doing it any of the comedians are like the ones that are the guys are like the huge you know I, I i don't know what it i don't know what it is the girls but i will say i am i'm blessed in the sense of like the close friends that i do have in my life like there's like my homie ethan we 
we like we'll like on Monday we're just gonna go to the beach together. You know what I mean? And that's you and Ethan? Yeah, and we, we we're stand up homies. Yeah. But like also just like real definitely real life homies. Like we found each other through stand up, but our our bond is like Yeah, you would hang out with them even if you worked oh, at, our bond at, is, at, yeah. at at Fat Burger. At, yeah, or you know, Aldi's or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but, uh, but no, nah, like we're going to the beach and then I have like uh you know, I, I hang out with uh Gavin. Me me and him, you know, this motherfucker likes to go and smell flowers. Uh, or or he 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 got me to buy. I, I like, like that dude. I think he's cool, man. He, I think that guy's funny. Yeah. He's from Canada, right? He's, mm -hmm. he's Vancouverian. Yeah, we we got we're gonna you know I got my baseball mitt. I'm starting to do like play catch. Like bro, <laughs> this shit is like like I'm I'm glad I have friends like that because now I go like when I went to L.A. Right. I went to go visit my homie Keith, who I love. I l we did four grams of mushrooms in Santa Monica Beach the first time I went to L.A. Um, yeah. And so he's like close to me. And so I like going out there because he's like, yo, man, we going out for runs. We going out in nature. And I was like, this is what we do in New York, man. And y'all actually have the stuff that like. You could do this on a yearly basis out here. Oh yeah, you feel like uh, the big green giant out there, dude. Yeah. It's, it is. You feel like you're part Sasquatch. You, you I mean, you get into some real California nature. Mm -hmm. It is like some of the best in the world. There's a reason why people end up there. I mean, Lake Tahoe is one of the most beautiful places around. It's so weird that it's all fucked up and everybody's trashing it. And it is, yeah, it's it's rough, man. Even uh, the Brea tar pit is dope. I know that's the thing is like <laughs> we talked about on the last episode like yeah yeah it's just like so many people move out there and it's a great place to be lazy <laughs> yeah yeah it is. but then you know to make money you gotta have some aspirations in life yeah or be very lucky uh, no, um I'm 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 very I'm very uh, and, and even even use like you know like I I I hang with you. I know you're the same type of dude. You, you know, you you like going out. You know, you're rocking your Solomons. You're using them for nature stuff. You're not just doing it for style. Dude, all oh Solomons you know? all day. That's yeah. all I rock is Solomons. Yeah. And I got some uh, Columbia, uh, yeah, Columbia uh, shorts on that are athletic wear. I do think active wear, like uh, Lululemon, like that type of shit, like health and mental health and physical health, like. You talk about people bumming out and all this stuff, and it's not just working out, but there is something to be said about moving and grooving that gets your oh, head right, man. you know? And uh, a good, like on the road, like when I get a swimming pool and I'm working the swimming pool, this last hotel that I did, they had a elliptical, they had a swimming pool, and then they had a hot tub. So I did 20 minutes on the elliptical, then I jumped right into the pool mm -hmm. and then i jumped right into the hot tub boom 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 dude whenever i go into a city i like to go and run like a long distance yeah you do the running yeah were you yeah were you a track star no were you a runner I are was, you a track star nah, i was in in high school i was president of the future business leaders of america oh shit. i was the head of of the christian club Oh yeah, I was the <laughs> lead news anchor on the TV on our TV. Like I was doing it all except for athletics. And and you know what? To tell you the truth, I would give up being a Christian boy who was homecoming king to be a weirdo that just did track. Yeah, <laughs> because now I look at him like, yo, 
these fucking kids were running. I wish I was running. They track had some fly gear too. Yeah, they had fly gear, man. It's called the track suit. Don't yes. get it twisted. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's called a track. Where do you think the track suit came from? It came from the track team. Yeah, the motherfuckers were, were running track, reading Hegel, yeah, <laughs> doing bong rips. Yep. That was, you know, that that's what a running in nature. Will you be long distance or you do the fast like hurdle joints? I would joints? do cross country. I yeah, would do cross, cross country. country. Wow. That's that's the weird motherfuckers. Yeah. Cause like track, you, you know, you got your you know dudes that are like playing football or doing track and stuff like super nah, competition nah, nah, nah. Yeah. i'm talking about like hanging around the weirdos to do cross country because anytime you talk to somebody even now you talk to them like yeah man i, I love a nice little five mile run like five miles dude you're fucking crazy it's like no it is so refreshing man yeah, five miles will get the blood pumping, mm-hmm. and it's not too long that your knees start aching. Nah, it, a good four or five mile run, it will get you Like right. a two mile walk is good, so it's kind of like doing a two and a half mile walk at a faster pace. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then you're kind of like getting the phlegm out, and you're getting all the funk out, mm-hmm. and you say crying's good, but dude, what about good old sweat? Oh, sweat. <laughs> dude, I love sweating, bro. Dude, yeah, I, love I didn't sweating. play ball. Uh, I don't sweat it up enough because uh, I worry about the funk. But you're, but a good sweat. I did on the elliptical. Dog, I got my sweat. We gotta going. go. We gotta go to the bathhouse. Yeah, I've done the shout out to Dan Curry. Uh, is my man. He took me to the bathhouses in the uh, Lower East Side. I lost yeah, my man. swim trunks down there. Now, bath, <laughs> a good, a good. You know, steam? Sweat. Yeah, mm. if I was balling out of control, I'd definitely get a steam sauna. Who, 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 who are you? Are you are you more of like a dry sauna, wet sauna? Wet, 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 wet. I could do a like dry sauna. Yeah, yeah, I'm a wimp. Are you medic- a dry- Are you doing the uh, the one with the... the uh, a eucalyptus? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Give me the eucalyptus, you like the eucalyptus? Oh, oh, okay. all day. Get, get the funk out of my nose. It's more like all <laughs> the gunk. That's in my face. You know, I, I love getting that out. But the, you're right. The hot, wooden, go fuck yourself, dry sauna. Yeah. When it makes you pour. And I keep my chain on. I keep oh, my chain on. That's dangerous. <laughs> that's dangerous. Yo, there's, a, there's this thing, and I know you would love it. So at the Brooklyn Botanical Garden. Right, right. They got this thing where you could walk into, like, different rooms to experience different types of, like, climates. So like they got like an Arizona climate room. They got like a California climate room. They got like a, you know, I don't know, uh, like a more of like a East Coast or like a swampy, like a like a Florida room. And uh, man, that shit was I think I was. Yeah, I was high and I was just like my favorite room was the like that dry Arizona room. Yeah, I like that shit. So it, it was mostly stone. Is that what you're saying? It was they probably had plants. So they had plants, plants that grow in those types of environments. In, in oh, that, the yeah, that's rooms. moist. It was it like moss? No, nah, in 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 the Arizona room, it was yeah. more like cacti. Cacti, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah that yeah, type yeah. of shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was great. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, I I I I like I like a dry. Yeah, I like that dry heat. I like the wet. I like I like the wet sauna rooms too, but it's something about that dry, just like really beat up on you. Oh, <laughs> like that that yeah, that would cold get plunge. You oh. Cold plunging? No, but I, I would if I had the setup. I turn my shower on cold for a minute. 
I used to do like I used to do cold showers like daily. Yeah. And then I was just, just I like, think that's supposed you're beating yourself up a little bit too. A little bit. Yeah, I definitely don't do it raw dog all the way. Like I start out because you know. Yeah, I do. I'll I'll make my own sauna. I'll steam up a bathroom. You know what I mean? I got 20 minutes on washcloths. Yeah. You know, I got. I'll I'll talk about the shower. Like that. That's the real sacred church. Is mm-hmm. the shower. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's where you really truly are yourself. Uh, did you want any herb, my man? You don't uh, have to. I've been on coffee. What if we do the cannabis coffee hour? I'm doing the coffee. You're doing the herb. Let's, yeah, tell the people, because we're about to finish up, homie. I'm not going to drag it out too long. Yeah. You've been more than funny and more than cool and more than nice to do this. What are what kind of coffee are you drinking on? I'm drinking Sail Away. Oh, yeah. You know, they got the, they got the uh, you know, like the tattoo font. That's a good font. Yeah, you know? and, the, and the Sailor they Bird. They got the Sparrow, so yeah. Is that the Sailor Bird? So yeah, they're trying to like appeal to a more, you know, uh, uh, Brooklyn gentrifier type of audience. <laughs> you know? Yeah, Nitro. Uh, what did you think of it? It was caramel, but yeah, I was gonna say like no, this is um, that does have some tattoo font art, touch of sweet. And you bread. got a lot of tattoos, my man. I do. I became best friends with a tattooer, and he. Shout out, good shout out to Jazz. He was Jazz. On, he was shout on, um, out to uh, Jazz and shout out to that movie we were just watching. <laughs> Whiplash. Whiplash. <laughs> shout out to Jazz in general. Yeah. Jazz um, is a beautiful thing. A be- I wanted to talk to you about jazz, but keep we going. We're going to talk about jazz. No, we no. Got, we we're going to talk about jazz. We'll finish tattoos, and then we'll go jazz real quick. I won't hang on tattoos. Um, no, I, no. I, I just was saying jazz. He was on um, Ink Masters on um, one, one year. He got out like... I think he got out like the second episode. That's all right. That, I mean, that's like being on Last Comic Stand, and I yeah, did that yeah, shit. He yeah, was legit. You yeah, can't be fucking yeah. around. You're on Ink Masters. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're not. You're not bad at tattooing. No, he's no, no, no. Definitely, he's he's great. He. Did a, you like it? Them, Do you still like him? I haven't gotten tattoos in a while, but you I, went through a phase. I went through a phase, and it was a lot all at once. And usually, I am a pretty radical person like that. Yeah, that is true. You either go, you you become I go hard. You go hard, Christian. Go hard rap, go hard, and then you picked comedy, which is you got to go hard or go home. Uh, you know what's a good – have you heard Homeboy Sandman go hard? Dude, man. So uh, one of the homies that I hit up during the mushroom trip, he sent me this song called Therapy by Homeboy Sandman. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I was like uh, – so Homeboy Sandman, I had heard – I haven't heard him. I just heard that song, and it was such a banger. It was just one of those songs that I put on repeat in my locker. You know what I'm talking about? Like on your YouTube, just your byline. Just I, I'm fucking with this tune right I now. Heard, I heard Homeboy Sandman a long time ago back when I was in college, and guess what? I didn't listen to him because – he was like bald and he wasn't cutting the sides of his head. And I was like, this dude looks weird. I'm not listening to him. Yeah. I was such a little shithead. He was on some bus driver shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't know, but man, have you seen the video for Go Hard? No. Oh, you got to check it out. I'll He's on a, a 10 speed, just killing fucking Brooklyn on a 10 speed. Oh, that's just, sick. Just like what you do. Just like, <laughs> do you, did you go bike? You got a bike. I got a bike. Um, You go I, hard. That was. I was thinking about the first time I saw Eric. Or I didn't. I knew Eric Andre, 
from the rooms. <coughs> uh-huh. This was before he blew up or had his show, but I remember like one of the first times we had a like longer conversation. He was coming out the subway with his bike, man. He just he w- and he was just tap water and I say he was just running on tap water and resin. You know, you ever go through those phases yeah. in comedy? Yeah. Those first few years are rough. And uh, yeah, and he was carrying his bike. He was just one of those guys in Brooklyn that went hard on on the bike. Yeah, I I was. I've been on the bike. I've been, you know, but ever since I got the car, I'm not on the bike as much. Yeah, I hate I hate to say that, but also like I use my car for work a lot, you know. Yeah, and then it's like the, I need my car. You need your car. Having a car in New York is dope, uh, but your bike, uh, you can put that in the car and then go into cool spots and run around because biking in new york's gotta be dangerous you're too old for that shit not they are old but yeah. is it dangerous or you weren't afraid nah you just gotta know like a i'm not going to put yourself Times in danger. square yeah that's first of all you're not doing not anything going to Times square yeah um so if you ride around in brooklyn i mean you should be all right man like yeah they do have good lanes and people know what's up yeah. everybody it runs on city bikes Here's the thing about driving, though. It's like driving in Brooklyn. You got to watch out for, like, four different types of things. You got to watch out for, like, the car behind you, the people in the street, the bike lane, and on top of that, the delivery drivers with the e-bikes. Yeah. So, like, you got to, like... And really everybody double parks. Everybody double parks. All the delivery trucks. There's nobody... There's no room to pull in. Yeah. So, everybody double parks... Whether you're giving your friend a bag of weed or if it's FedEx, it's going down these little streets and there's alternate street parking where they got to move the car. It's just, it's chaos, man. Driving in New York has really upped my anger levels to degrees that I don't feel Oh, I, I've never, yeah, I've never gotten that angry and that more despair. I don't like doing <laughs> it uh, unless it's at midnight. I say the only time that it's a good time to get the fuck out of New York is 4 a.m. But you know if my- If you get out at 4 a.m., yeah. nobody's there. You no, got, no, you, you're you like Batman. You fucking like run Gotham. I think that, I, th- I think that like, even though, yeah, I am angry when I drive, I think it's the one thing keeping me safe because I'm alert. Yeah, it does. It's very zen that way. I'm and alert. New York driving is so, like, it never gives you a point where you're super chill. Like, you're always got to be on point. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There is this point of zenness that you're just always. And the thing that I, I learned is, like, you just got to worry about what's in front of you right now. Mm-hmm. Like you, that's all there is to it, because there's always some motherfucker stopping, some other shit popping off. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you for being on the Cannabis Coffee Hour, man. Uh, and congrats on the 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 recent L.A. trip, stand up in the mushroom trees <laughs> trip, and uh, thanks for doing the podcast, my man. Yeah, to to all the people out there, man. I, I you know, uh, if 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 you if you if you need that reset, all you gotta do is make time. Yes, that's all you gotta do, man. Just make fucking time. That's the, if you can't get anything out of this, it's like make the time to just fucking, you know, reset that shit. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta zoom out. That's that was my word. Zoom the fuck out. Nice. You know? Zoom out. <laughs> We're gonna keep on zooming on. And uh, thanks for coming on. Zoom out. Any shout out to jazz? What, what, give what, what kind of jazz are you listening to? Or you know, I'm do you like jazz or I love? 
Oh shit! You it's go heavy. The only thing I have in my car, as far as CDs, it's the person that gave me the car. It's their country CDs, and then my jazz CDs. Oh, that's cool. So, I I am I'm still to this day enamored. I mean, I love Monk is my favorite solo Monk. I enjoy listening to solo Theo, uh, Thelonious Monk, Ahmad Jamal Trio, jamming. Always jamming to a Maj Jamal trio, but it's crazy that like one of my favorite albums that I still keep listening to that amazes me, Miles Davis playing Porgy and Bess. Oh wow! Like it's just so lush and beautiful, and a, like the horns. And then I learned that Porgy and Bess was like this <laughs> racist play that fucking uh, Gershwin wrote. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> like like it was very controversial and looking back at it it's like like he tried to b- make a progressive play but like looking back at it it's like it's actually like racist but you know in context but it's just it's inter- try, yeah. It's interesting. But then they hired Miles to do the music. A bunch of people have have redone Porgy and Bess like I think Oh, it's a classic like I, ra- yeah. show tune. I think like you know like Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, you could look, but maybe like Ella Fitzgerald was singing it or whatever. Like had an album. Like basically, it was one of those songs that were around. Yeah, it was. N- it's a whole like musical thing. Like a, oh wow, a bunch of songs. Okay, from okay. the movie because Gershwin wrote songs. Yeah. So it was just like you know some people would sing the songs and like do the redo the composition. Miles is like playing the songs, no words, and it's just like beautiful. Yeah, Miles is deep. Uh, I just know Bitches Brew pretty well, and I know... Uh, kind of Blue? Kind of Blue a little bit. Oh, bro. I'm not super Miles. I like John Coltrane. I went through a little of that. Yeah, I got Soul Train in the car. Uh, but a little bit. But I know I can't, I can't fake the funk. I'm not super heavy jazz, but I like it tonally, and I like the vibe. And I do listen to it, but it, it, it's just so deep, you know, it just goes on forever. And, it. and, and, and it's, it's the perfect vibe music. It's the perfect uh, drive music. And there's no talking. Mm-hmm. Or do you like the singing in the shit? No, nah, I don't listen to any, any singy jazz. And that's no disrespect to like classic, like jazz singers who are amazing. I am just like strictly like. Like the, that's what I think I'm is going to be on the com, come I'm up. The bops. Is, is jazz. Is I jazz. love my bebop. Yeah, bebop. Mm-hmm. And that would be, yeah, yeah, that would be like sixties, fifties, sixties. Trying to tell you, man, a Majumal trio. And if you haven't really consumed, kind of blue by Miles Davis. I mean, it's like the album. It is like yeah, 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 yeah. The greatest jazz album ever. Yeah. I'll check it out, man. I mean, I, I have listened to it. If you put it on, I'll vibe to it. It's amazing. Um, and I do, I, I do have a really funky avant-garde Miles um, on my Spotify right now that is so funky. Like when he starts wearing the spaceship sunglasses, man, and he's just doing a lot of coke in the fucking early 80s, like with a full fucking uh, denim uh, suit. Like his fashion... Fashion with Miles Davis is the trippy part, man. And it, it, just to watch, like, all the changes and He's shit. He's always been smooth. Yeah, always the smoothest. Always, always been smooth. Always smooth. Uh, yeah, shout Dropped out. Dropped out on Juilliard when he was nine. See, that's, like, the thing that I love about, like, jazz and, like, especially reading um, 
like the Maya, the 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 Thelonious Monk autobiography, um, bro, like motherfuckers weren't really res like they were disrespected by like the jazz community and like people weren't fucking with them because they were like a little bit too you know too experimental like uh Thelonious Monk was standing outside of jazz clubs that he couldn't play at while they were playing shit that he wrote <laughs> you know like and, and and he was like a, a late bloomer you know what i mean like yeah. he he didn't pop until like later on in his life he was always struggling with his art and like no jazz is the hardest and they're the, but it's the hardest snobs that's the cool thing about jazz and like the real cats that really swing doesn't fuck with anything that's not like going to the source of like just playing at your best and feeling the music without the ego and uh, using technique and like at full force. All them dudes had to go through that Zen yeah. thing. They had to realize I'm not gonna get the thing by grabbing at it. Yeah. And that's I think like what I think that's the thing that I'm learning or and I you know like I'm learning with comedy is like be yourself don't don't stop trying to do this all the time because like you'll only impress people more when you've been ironing out that dope shit like like don't stop trying to create like stop trying to like mimic and create the bebop yeah be that motherfucker that plays the the wrong note in the right to like the wrong note in the right place like i mean dude Thelonious, that was his whole thing man this, i know that's the thing, thing about stand up is so it's so exact and mathematical especially now in the days of uh no nah, uh, but you could freak that shit i you, know i know people dig it that shit i like it i do like freaking it and i know i i can't turn bitter because uh, i know that the arty shit and the weird shit has always appealed to me so i know there's an audience for it out there like even back in the day, like my dudes were like Hedberg and Arge Barker, and then coming to New York, I can't tell you how surreal it was to go to the Lower East Side and go to like Collective Unconscious, which was this venue, and then this other venue was called Surf Reality. Literally, the the mic would go on to like 4 a.m. But this this shit happens now. Duh, but I'm gonna be real with you. But this was the Lower East Side, and it was before the internet. It was scary to be down there. Look, man. And I'm it was like real heroin addicts, like doing art. Like dudes, like hung out, all looked like like uh looked like the, uh was what like Lou Reed and shit. Like it was for like, real. Don't make me get underneath the tree again. Yeah. But we don't realize it. We probably are those motherfuckers we're talking about. I know. It's always going on. You I'm not the mean? big... It yeah. doesn't look as big because we're standing on the fucking hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, from far... that You know, when motherfuckers were... For, was Before we had anything or before we did comedy, we were like, oh, shit, this is the fucking... And I was... Yeah. And then now it's like, well, we're... That's what we're doing. We're with Joe. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? We're with, we're with these guys. We're, you know, we're right there. Those are... Our, they, they they fuck with us. It's it's a it's a beautiful thing, man. You know, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, there's is uh there's always a, a, just a uh, uh audience out there that's uh <laughs> that likes likes uh you know it's just it's just hard to be authentic, especially now. But there is a place and a tone for it, you know. And it's hard with comedy because it is such a it, joke. It's jokes. 
So it's got to be fun. Like, you got to treat, you know, it's like jazz, you know. I don't want to talk th- too deep. No, I know, but, but, like, being authentic is supposed to be hard. Yeah. Because it's self-discovery. It's challenging your fucking limits and who you are and, like, really getting a fingerprint. And but the trippy part of it, it's not hard. Yeah. No, that's the trippy part. Well, he, I was we make say, it hard. That's know, the that's that's what starts fucking with you. But you got see. T- I think what I say is hard. I'm saying that like you got to. No, go, it is hard. It's go hard those for dark me. Forest. Yeah, man. You, you got to go through those dark yeah, places. You got to go through them. But you know what's harder? Getting famous for some shit you don't really like. Yeah. And getting stuck on a hamster wheel of fame to keep producing the same type of thing for idiots yeah yeah and you got paid mortgages and kids and everything man Shit and, goes and now down. you're stuck in a hellscape yeah yeah and you can't enjoy time underneath a tree <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can't go out to the tree and cry man uh yeah you do gotta enjoy those times and no i think you're gonna come out of that uh amazing man that sounds like an amazing trip and i'm glad that you uh hey i'm just trying to keep it going i'm not trying to wait i'm not trying to ruin the awakening man i'm trying to like take an experience like that and not just have it be like i saw some cool things but look back on it and be like you know what from that day forward there are some things in my life that changed yeah because motherfuckers always talk about oh i seen some cool shapes it's like nah (laughs) motherfucker i'm trying to rewire my brain yeah 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 the outside (laughs) with meditation like with meditation like the outside world isn't the real world. Like the inside world is like the real world. And when that starts, when you kind of bypass all that, kind of like they say, like staring at the manifestations, when you kind of go inward, it's, uh, yeah, it's just a, that you can do that with mushrooms is a whole other level. And it's making society much nicer. Like I just read this study about how psychedelics and meditation, like people, people are becoming better leaders and like taking control of their life. Like I love weed, um, but you know, it definitely is kind of more of a vicey vice. Uh, Whereas mushrooms, I think like if you do it once in a while, it's like a, I don't do them that like, I've only done them like three or four, seven, 10 times. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, some people it's so floating out there right now. People are doing them all the time, all the time, which I don't think, you know, that's what I mean about psychedelics. Like you can do everything too much and it gets kind of whack. You know, you see like these people that, you know, are, it's so mushroom fest and everything psychedelics and it's so psycho. It's so metaphysical that it becomes, it becomes kind of a charade in itself, and then you kind of lose the essence. It's because capitalism will always try and, like, capitalize <laughs> on a thing, yeah. you know? And, and, and Which sometimes is a good thing. And capitalism ain't trying to hear that, like, like, here's the thing. Capitalism is not trying to provide you a real life-changing, like, it, it doesn't want to sell you darkness, you know, like it doesn't want, even though it's very dark, it's at its core, it's very dark. It doesn't want to tell you like, hey, for you to get on a good, like for you to get through like a life changing or like a mind altering trip, you have to walk down a deep, dark valley. You're going to throw up. You're going to be fucked up. And then you're going to hit a thing like there's some struggle involved. Also, someone sent me this thing for this like 
like th I, th I think they thought like we were on some like you know we saw kind of seeing the same thing or whatever you know like yeah and, and they were like yo i want to show you this there's this uh ayahuasca retreat dude they sent me this fucking thing and it was like it's like a high-end luxury resort <laughs> for ayahuasca tripping and like it was i was like oh my god they couldn't have totally missed the mark more on what this is about this isn't about going to some luxury retreat, bro. It's about meeting some cross-eyed Mexican woman that lives in a hut and do taking whatever she gives you and seeing a wolf that scares you half to death and then realizing that death is nothing. Yeah, it's cool. And you were dead before you got here. I think when you're trying, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Not some, dog, in, in, the, in the commercial, there was a commercial literally for the retreat. And, 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 and they're like, we're licensed, we're licensed ayahuasca. I'm like, what the, <laughs> this couldn't. And the dude, the dude is like some like buff bro. Yeah. He's like, uh, I, my miracle that I saw on the second day. I, I, I remembered when I was 15, I, I, uh, I, I wanted to be on the show Survivor, but you know what? And then he starts crying. He's like, I've realized I've lived enough of an adventure. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, and then I, it hit me. I was like, you know, shitty people can do psychedelics too. And they'll get a shit experience that won't really do anything for them. Cause like if your system's corrupt, that's the thing. People think that mushrooms is going to give you answers. It's not. It's only going to reflect what you've already put inside of you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's only going to use the jigsaws that you can offer it. Yeah. It's going to give you the pictures to the <laughs> jigsaws that you put in. It's just going to, you know? And if your jigsaws are being 15 and wanting to be on Survivor and working at a hedge fund, then that's, you're fucking corrupt. And <laughs> mushrooms, you can take as much mushrooms as you want. It ain't going to fix you, bro. Yeah. Because you got to be good. At, you got to want to be good at your core. Yeah. I mean, that's what I think about all the stuff is like it, the most. Sorry that I want to. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you, you got to add, you, you know. You want to fl flame and hot? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I think you had a lot of those. No, but you're right. Uh, uh, and it was funny. And uh, but I was saying like tripping should be safe, though. Oh, yeah. If you're going to be real about it, like, that's what I, I mean, I ran kind of wild and, I, you know, and, but I've heard of people having really bad trips, like falling and, and all kinds oh, of stuff yeah, while tripping. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it could, uh, it can, uh, you know, you want to be in a safe, uh, honest, uh, environment. But I also know that ayahuasca, what you're talking about or eating mushroom, it's kind of like going back to nature and going back to, to nature goes beyond governments and it goes even beyond you know any section of humanity as a human mm -hmm. so when you go back to nature i mean that's the ultimate po punk rock you know move is uh going back to nature uh which is which is what we're you know what we're eventually all doing and going towards with like all the psychedelics becoming legal and cannabis coming legal and everybody kind of figuring it out in real time you know but i do think you know there's nothing's a, nothing's like a free ride you know mm -hmm. there's payback on it you know that's what i'm saying you shouldn't overdo anything like nah. you just it's good to like that's why i kind of like it being legal then it becomes more normal then it becomes less cheesy and then it becomes a less thing hopefully 
And yeah, I mean, I mean, then that's like the thing, like, I think capitalism wants you to like microdose every day because they want you to keep buying and buying and mm-hmm. buying and buying. And it's like, no, like, like the, how it's set up in nature. You only need it like once every couple years or when you need, yeah. went through some shit and you should be older and you should be maybe did some research about meditation or did some research about ego yeah. death or psychology before. Because I do know with psychedelics, like if you have a tendency for mental health issues, you shouldn't be taking psychedelics. Like it can make people pop off if yeah. they're bipolar mm-hmm. and all that shit. So can weed now. You know, you just got to yeah. you gotta yield and feel around. A yeah, no, bit. I can't do weed all the time, man. Because like I, I, feel the, I feel the paranoia, you know, creeping in. And there's sometimes where I have some really good experiences, but yeah, not like. But that joint I gave you last week was good. It was great. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, and you know you can take it or leave it, man. That's what this podcast is all about. And you've been awesome, dude. Where can and we'll plug your uh, Instagram and we'll sign off. Look, man, just when you go into Instagram, go into the search bar, type R U F A T. I'm the first person. Rufat, all day. But the name is like Rufat underscore Agaya. But Rufat underscore Agaya. One of my favorite guests. One of my favorite people in New York. Thank you for doing this. Thank Thank you for being so honest and telling your mushroom story. And uh, man, I'd love to do this again and again, man. Uh, Thank you. Thanks for coming on the podcast, brother. Thank you. All right. Peace and love. We're out.